have Rick Big Dick Easley with us, <laughs> and the star of the show, myself, Brian underscore Think Bear. I am the talent and star. Rick Easley is the brains of technology. I will never be and, ready for Brian's commentation or introduction. And I will we never. are here to teach and talk about our disgusting opinions with no filters. And first things first, like always, I'd like to always state about our where you can really find us, which is our website, which is latenightcruising.com. And what this website is to us, which even though you, if you are a first-time listener, it is something that me and Ricardo are very, very proud of because it is literally my dream of what I wish I could have found when I was 21 years old looking for a glory hole in New York City. We are building our website every day more and more to not only be like Rick said before, I love that you said this, we are not only an atlas, is that the correct word that I said correctly? Um, directory or almanac. That's it. You know almanac. what, I make my own language. I'm just Long Island, New York. Atlas is the best. Almanac or an atlas. I love how I make up words. An almanac or a uh, uh, directory of not only gay parties, uh, gay events, but also gay sex parties, gay cruising areas, bathhouses, all these different things which we talk about in the podcast we're going to be diving into today. Which we're still, we're, we're, we're still building, and I just want to say, right now, it's, right now it's just strictly parties and events. Um, the cruising spots, we haven't figured out how we want to structure that just yet, but we're working on that, but we will have it up. We want to make yes. it so that you guys make it easier, because like I was telling Brian, Squirt is like it's great but it's it's a shit show it's not very organized like you have to scroll through all these pages depending on where you are of parks parking lot restaurants like it's not there's no organization to it it's like we said though it's not a competition what i mean by i keep on saying it's like i kept on saying the word stealing and when i say stealing what i mean by this is why should you sit there and try to be looking for example, like Rick just said, a glory hole, a parking lot. And literally, you're spending hours just you're looking at squirt for five minutes, you're looking at late night cruising, uh, not late, uh, sniffies, you're looking at Adam for Adam. It would be so great to have a website which we're building where it literally is saving you 30, 40 minutes. Like, shit, I just looked on this website, now I found the safe, gay, jockstrap party to go to first. And then I found the party that I'm a little nervous to go to, but now that I'm a little drunk, I can openly go into it. You know, or also is that exciting like shit. I had no idea that a New York sports club things like that happened in the sauna steam room. The thing is, like I said, I mean, we, this is what we're talking about. I keep on saying this. I love our slogan. Men pay us to spend time on the internet and find sex for them. I'm not sure that's exactly what we keep on playing with that change. It is, it but is I love great. it that's what I want. Well, two, I want to emphasize is that we want people to not have to think about, okay, make it a short oh, wait, look wait, for wait, things. I'm so sorry. Are we filming this? Can I keep on scratching my dick? I want to make sure I'm scratching <laughs> we're, my foreskin. Is, we're, is this being filmed to go anywhere? <laughs> yes, we are filming. So now, our, now all of our listeners know I'm fully, my thumb is in my foreskin penis head. I keep on scratching. I actually tagged you on Twitter about a foreskin <laughs> video. Did you enjoy it? Uh, which well, I, you know, I have to look because I actually I was very good on Twitch. I just filmed with uh, shout out to him. I just filmed with uh, uh, Nikolai Archer, my good friend, uh, my good friend's soon to be husband. Uh, uh, my, my I, 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 what's his name? Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my, I know my good friend's name. I'm trying to think. Cause, you know, 
listen, we all have different names. His porn name, because his last name is Archer now in porn too. But anyway, his, his soon-to-be husband, Nikolai Archer, uh, I know his real name, but I'm not sure if, I, if he wants me to say his real name. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, I just filmed with him, and I'm waiting for him to send me the full copy, but I sent the trailer of the preview of us playing and jerking each other off in a public restroom. So I've been on, and I just filmed a video of... Okay, I think I saw that. The, was that the Understall one? Yes, it, it just okay. the clips, and then I, I, I posted all these pictures. I have these beautiful pictures, very grumpy, but I just could have woken up, and I had not had my coffee yet. But my penis and my foreskin had the most beautiful foreskin hole word that hashtag I created. Because my foreskin hole was literally like the cave of wonders. and I, I, I was on Twitter a lot today, so I did not see when you tagged me, because my I, I was getting tweets of people being like, wow, your foreskin. I'm like, I, people have been acting like I just got foreskin. I'm like, I've had foreskin since not only my entire life, but since the day I started putting my dick on Twitter, I'm pretty sure my foreskin's in my first dick pic, because my foreskin is on my penis. But people have been messaging me like, oh my God, your foreskin. I'm like, hey, my foreskin's been out there for, it'll be a year. No, it's been a year. It has been, no, I'm, I'm trying to think my, I'm trying to think my slut, my, my slut birth date. My, when did I open it's been, my own? It's, it's, been, been it's been pre-COVID, so it's been. I, I, think, I think it really is a full year. It was, yeah, because it, it was pre-COVID, so that's 2019. So yeah, you've been doing it for, because we were doing forecasts. Because we were I, doing a podcast when you were doing it. You had clients then. Yes. Well, well I've been trying to do, I, I tell you, I was doing OnlyFans before it was cool. Because I've been filming for OnlyFans and Just for Fans since before the pandemic, since I was in New York. I just never had the hours of time, which trust me, it is hours. I mean, I got, God bless. Even now, we're hustling, working again at the Eagle here in Fort Lauderdale, our podcast. It is still a lot of time, but I've been filming for OnlyFans since before. Like, the thing, it was sitting there because for like a good year of me uh, working at the cop, my beloved cop in New York City, in the East Village, uh, I just was basically, I had like about 60 fucking films on my phone that I was like, oh my god, I just cannot have the time to upload them. So I was doing OnlyFans for sexual freedom and sexual body positivity before it was cool. Because now it's like, I, I think my sisters have OnlyFans. I don't even know. <laughs> I have to text her. I'm not joking. So I was like, your sister's no OnlyFans. I'm like, you know what? I'm not shocked. I, my, my one sister is just like me. I'm like, I'm not shocked. My sister probably does have an OnlyFans now. She's, we're the two sluts of the family, we call it. Me and my sister are the ones who are like, um, I'm going to post a picture on Instagram. I'm basically not wearing anything. Anyway, that was so our ADHD off topic. I loved it. Um, but yeah, so that... Do you take your Adderall, was, sir? What did you say? Do you take your Adderall today? You know what's so funny? We are in a Adderall uh, state of emergency. I can only speak for the state of Florida. But the woman told me it's not just Florida. I wonder if any of our viewers write in on that. Because apparently right now in the state, the state, excuse me, the country that we live in, United States of America, Adderall is having a problem with distribu- distribu- the, the distribution of it. Am distribution. I, I don't know. Distribution. Yes. And right now with Adderall, I have never, I've been on Adderall now solidly for, it's, God, it's been about five years. There's an issue that basically is everyone who's on Adderall, you're getting your Adderall backed up. For example, I just put my Adderall in for last week, and they literally told me they will not have it for another week. And I said to them, so now let me get the straight kind, sir, of CVS Pharmacy. <laughs> so for someone who is prescribes Adderall's controlled substance, so for the people like myself who actually have ADHD, severe ADHD. Like, I'm not taking this for fun. I'm not taking this to clean my house. Like, I'm taking this to be able to drive my car. I'm like, fuck 
Focus, red light, stop. Um, substance, you can only get it every 30 days. So for example, they give you 30 days worth. Normally, my Adderall would have been ready on Friday when the order went in. I would have had it Saturday morning. Now, they bluntly told me it might be a week. So I said, so what do I do the other seven days? Because my last dosage is Tuesday. Oh. So for people like me, uh, I have to, like right now I've been splitting my dosage to try to spare me, like to be a little bit normal. But I said to him, hello, I'm very honest. I'm a 36-year-old man. I'm not taking Adderall for funsies. I mean, they always laugh when I say that. I'm like, I'm a 36-year-old man. I'm not taking Adderall for funsies. Okay, Adderalls are a party drug for children and teenagers. Again, I'm a 36-year-old man. I'm taking this to find ways to put my shoes on and get out of the house in an hour and a half instead of three hours to leave for the gym. You gotta have, what's going they, They're very nice, they're like, we know, which makes you feel old. They're like, right now it's the actual company. But the state of Florida is worse because the pharmacists are very open. Florida is actually the meth capital of the country, apparently. Wow, yeah, I hear it. Meth It's Especially Fort Lauderdale, Miami. So the thing is, you can't find cocaine in Fort Lauderdale. Cocaine? Cocaine. So, so, you're not, so you're not a Methodist. So apparently, for the Adderall is also a very big, uh, a very, very big abuse substance here in the state of Florida. So the thing is, in New York City, um, again, I'm not saying that New York City we're all stars, but it's true. New York City, Adderall is really a joke. Like, no one was really, you know, pushing Adderall. Like, in the Adderall, like New York, you're like, I don't know, it's Coke, whatever. Like, I, no one was really like, selling it. Here in Fort Lauderdale, I guess a lot of people are really the, like Adderall's a thing to them. So the thing well, is, I basically, what do you think is it? You think it's more of a lack of jobs that they have to use to make ends meet, or no? Oh no, no, it's it's bluntly that it's it's cheaper than coke. They call Adderall, luckily late night cruising, a little less than on drugs. They call Adderall the poor man's cocaine <laughs> because it is. So for Adderall, it's significantly cheaper, but also it's it's significantly easy to get. For example, even though I have actual like real like I go to a specialist for ADHD, I've been recommended. I have. All these, like, clearly, anyone who's listening to this podcast podcast for knows years. what ADHD is just from hearing Brian <laughs> score think we're talk. But the point is, well, you literally, you go to Nina sometimes. Yeah, you, you too. But if you go to a doctor and say, sometimes I think of three things at one time, sure, I'll give you Adderall. That's, it's, it's, it's horrible because there are people like me who actually need it to survive and live life where there are people who literally... I think I have ADHD. Sometimes when I'm doing my homework, I'll start like listening and watching TV. They give you Adderall. It's it's sad. My friend's daughter actually, speaking of which, drugs again. She has my friend's daughter has a real serious ADHD like I do, and she gets so upset because like you know she struggles and goes through all these different things to help her, and she goes to specialists like I. And they said it's so sad because there's so many kids whose parents are just like my kid can't focus, and they're like sure here's Adderall. That's why Adderall is such an abuse substance. Because there are so many people, especially in the United States of America, who take Adderall who really don't need it. But enough about that. Back to us trying to focus now that everyone knows Brian. <laughs> well, yesterday was yesterday was Mental uh, Health Awareness Day. So I guess, look at that, late night cruising. Was that, and also, uh, wait a minute, and coming out. Yes, yeah, so yesterday, so, uh, wow. Yeah. Can we think about that? 
So yesterday was Mental Health Awareness Day and Coming Out Day. I don't know if we should feel offended about that. So are you considering being gay a mental health issue, America? I don't. Wow. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's just the quickie thing. I don't think it's, I don't know why. I mean, is it every? Oh, is it Mental Health Disawareness Month or Day? You know what? I'm not. I cannot. I, I think it might be month. Time. I think it might be Mental Health Disawareness Month. I don't think it's a day. Well, if it is, you're welcome. At Late Night Cruising, Brian underscore Thick Bear and Rick Big Dick Easley are supporting Mental Health Awareness Month by me and Rick both not taking our Adderall and letting our true colors fly. You're welcome, viewers. Well, last time we talked about Locktober, and then um, last week, um, Nespit put out a, a poster for uh, or an ad or, or said video called Jocktober, the celebration of Jockstrap. October, so October's a fucking busy month. October is coming out uh, today. It is mental health awareness. Locktober, which is blowing, we were talking about our last podcast, blowing the fuck up. And now Jocktober, which is also blowing the fuck up. But I'm going to say, my good friend, I'm giving a shout out to my friend Liam in New York City. He works at Hardware Bar presently. He has said this for years, and I have always agreed and piggybacks on one of them. So many people always say this, honey, my my entire year is Jocktober month. I am in a jockstrap, as anyone follows me on Instagram, Twitter, baby, I post jockstrap pictures all year round. I do not need a month. Same thing he always says about Halloween. Welcome to Dress Like Liam Day, he always says, or Brian Day. <laughs> honey, I dress like a slut every day. Every day is Halloween. So that's why I'm Halloween all these men are like, oh my God, wearing a harness. In public, I'm like, baby, welcome to dress like Brian or sort of Big Bear Day every day. Because every day, Brian, baby, it doesn't, it's not just at work. Like, if I go out like, tonight, I'm going out with the manager of the cock, who I, the past manager of the cock, who has been back at the cock. It's not a secret, but it is. He's just here, for, he was a two day visit for He's Getting Tattoos. We're going outside. Baby, I love him, but let me tell you right now, Boo Bear, my jock trap will be on the second he gets born and wants to go home. You know I'm gonna go right to the motherfucking ramrod and take those shorts off and be my job strap. <laughs> so even when I'm not working, I'm a slut and a whore. But uh, still, I, I, I guess I, the, I, you know the ramrod is, is where I pop by Florida Cherry. Uh, you know what? And before I forget, you just reminded me. Hold, um, on, hold on, hold on. What happened? What happened? Hold, hold, what happened? Stop, stop, stop. We're gonna, I, 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 we gotta do this. We gotta go back for a second. Uh, I, I still I still want to talk something about October uh, with uh, John for month, but I need to go back to Rick Easley's comment because even though I work at the Walton Manors, I love 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 Ramrod. I need to hear about how Rick Easley. This is why listeners listen. I need to hear your cherry pop story of Ramrod immediately. <laughs> stop the phone. Stop the presses. I okay, so know what I need to know now. Okay, so you know I was a flight attendant, right? So, so what happened? So, so I was at. For those who don't know the the flight life, uh, the fly life, flight attendants are either a line holder, which means they know their schedule ahead of time, and then there's reserve flight attendants. They don't. They're on call. Like you get like two, maybe one to two hours to get to the airport. Once they call you to tell you got to fly out somewhere. Well, this particular day, um, I had to fly out with, um, uh, I was based in New York, and I had to fly out with a um, uh, Miami base. And they were short, I think one of their flight attendants called out. So I was required to fly to, I was, they picked me up in New York, 
I forgot what city they came from. They picked me up from New York. I worked the flight from New York to Indy. And for those who don't know, I'm from Indianapolis. I went and hung out with my family for like two hours because we had a layover. And then I went from Miami to, I went from Indy to Miami. Now the flight crew, they were, that was their go home day. And for those who are, you know, for a flight attendant, go home day is the last day of your shift. You can go home. You might even have to like commute back to your own city because a lot of flight attendants don't live where they work. So the flight crew, they were going home. They put me in a hotel by myself with no other staff, no other crew member in a hotel Miami. And this is the first time I've ever had an overnight Miami. Like I was excited. I'm like, oh my God, I can get out of here. So. And you're by yourself. So no one's gonna, I mean, even though you should never worry about judgment, you completely were like, I'm alone. No one can know. No one's gonna know about the dirty, disgusting yes. slut that I am. Yes. So now yes. get to the meat of the story. Now that we know about flight attendants, you went to my ramrod. Yes. How and who so you so I, I so I was staying at the hotel. I took a Uber to some place by South Beach, which Miami has the be- most beautiful skyline that like maybe like <gasps> compared to New York. Because most cities, I don't care for their skyline. But then so, shut your whore mouth. Them. Shut your whore mouth from talking. Like, no one wants to know about the fucking Miami skyline. We're, we want to hear about the sex, honey. Anyone who haven't been here wants to know. Any whore. As I was saying, so I took it, went to some random bar that I thought was going to be like a gay bar. No. So then I was like, fuck this. I'm taking an Uber up to Fort Lauderdale. I was like, where the fuck am I going to go? So I looked on, did I use, I think I had a late night cruising page for that at the time. I want to say, yeah, this is before COVID. So I used that. I was like, oh, I'm going to Ramrod. So I took the Uber up to Ramrod and immediately I was like, okay, this is, this is, oh, it's, it's. A, like a labyrinth. You walk in, there's a bar in the center. To your left, there's like random, like, it's like random, like, places you can go and mix in. There's a nice, decent crowd. Um, little low lights. Can you not hear me? No, keep on going. I'm going to have to take my AirPods out. They're already dead. But okay. I'll, I'll, I'll project. Keep, keep, on, keep on singing out, Louise. Okay. So, I get there and I'm walking around. I'm just like, oh shit, like, this is, it's not, it's, has the element of cruisy, but it's not really cruisy, per se. So it wasn't like, okay, where's the dark room at? Where's this, that? So I'm like looking around. And you know, after a while, I met this one guy, um, this one black guy, and we just talking, making small talk, and he's kind of explaining to me, like, oh, I'm like, I'm just in town for the night, yada, yada, yada. So we just walking around, you know, he, I think he was wearing like, um, he was wearing like some, some, like, I won't say leggings. I guess it was leg, like the, like the, the sport, like the compression, like long, long. I guess they leggings, okay, okay. the so sport leggings. leggings. So then we were like, okay, like, okay, like we're, you know, doing the whole touch and grab kind of thing. It was like, where can we go to play? And he was like, okay, let's go in the bathroom. So we went in the bathroom together. We found this one bathroom that was like in the middle of the bar, locked the door, which Love that. Um, I actually have a video of myself pissing out bathroom on my Twitter page. You're welcome. Oh yeah. So of course you know I made. Of course you know I made sure my kitchen was clean and all that good stuff. So you know. So we actually, I think we started sucking dick and then um, I think I fucked him first, but he couldn't take it and so then I flipped and started getting fucked. 
Um, I take it because, like our listeners know, Rick Easley has a humongous 10-inch cock that I've seen many times in this movie of this place. It was almost like, it looked like the cock wink, wink, where I used to work almost every Tuesday. Yeah, Rick Easley has like a humongous anaconda that swings in between his legs. I, I, call, it the, the city. I call it the, um, the magical place Kesha talked about in Take It Off. <laughs> yeah, so that's why Rick Easley said so, the man he was fucking could not take it. So then, like, we, I think we fucked around some more, and then it was like, I think we took a break, got some drink, and then I took him back to my apartment. He, he made me raw, but refused to load me up. And he always, like, it was like, I don't understand the logic in that, but... Well, you know what's so funny? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna... It's so weird. When I say weird, I mean, you have to be open. There's so many things about men and sex that make no sense to some people but make sense to others. I, I say this every six days, every second of my life, my friend Matthew shouted them out. One man's yuck is another man's yum. Example, I love sucking cock. I love it, I love it, I love it. I love getting sucked. I love semen all over my face. I love my face being painted. I'm not gonna lie, once in a blue, yes, I do find that hotness of the semen popping unexpectedly in the back of my throat going down my long necks. But the point is, with men, this is what I'm talking about with you, with your anal story, I don't see the difference. Coming is coming. Why, what does it matter you coming in my mouth, down my throat, or on my face when I have a penis as well and I have come on men's faces and I have come in men's throats? But also, the point that I'm telling you how much joy it brings me. So with this man, with you, I don't understand the difference of why, if we're on prep, and why, if you're fucking me raw, can you not come down my anal canal so the cum can slowly seep out of my anus for days to come like a serial killer reminding me of savage act that I had. Okay, so by logic, if based on the logic I feel like it is, is the I think it's a mental thought that if they don't come inside, it's less likely to catch bacteria and diseases. That's what a lot of people I've heard people say like they don't take loads. They'll fuck raw. They'll get fucked raw, but they won't take loads so they avoid getting any STDs. Um, I don't know the logic and the science in that. I don't want to speak on that. I'd love our listeners to please write in their expertise. But I actually would love to look this up. The difference of what I wonder if this is a real science thing. Can you get bacteria from... So you can fuck someone raw, but you can get bacteria from coming while inside them? I don't understand that. Well, another thing, too, what it is for me also is the mess. I gotta wipe that shit off my ass. I hate like having to wipe that the cum off of me. Like that's why I rather either cut down my throat or down my hole, like something like that, because I don't want to deal with the mess. See, I'm opposite. But I also turned on about that too. So like, I love, I love, love. See, that's I love. I'll I'll let it happen, but I won't per se. Like that's not my first choice. Like I rather you cut down my throat. Like, I'd rather do that than... I'd rather do that than to have the problem of, like, having to clean that shit up. Like, you... Or I'd rather you just come somewhere else. Just don't come on me. Or at least help me clean it up. Like, like, I gotta deal with that shit. Like, come and stick... On your your face, come and fucking... 
If it gets on your skin, it's sticky and it gets every fucking where. Getting that shit out is a bitch. Come on now. Well, you know what? Listen, in the heat of passion, no one cares. And when I say heat of passion, what I mean by that is, think about it. Like, there are men, everything you just said, there are so many men completely are opposite you. They want that come all over their back. They want that come all over their ass. And right now, we're, even though we're, uh, this just took a turn to come play, I love it how your ramrod cherry pop story is turning to come play. It's wonderful. <laughs> in the heat of passion, think about anyone, gay, straight, whatever. In the heat of passion and sex, baby, I'm sorry, but you don't care. Like, I, 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 You don't care if cum gets all over the sheets. Like, let me tell you right now, baby. We're having a great time. Maybe I don't care before we knock out, we have to change sheets because there's stuff to come everywhere. Heat of passion. But also, it's like, you know, people who, and again, this is what I mean by who's right for you, who's not. If a man ever went overly crazy to stop any kind of sexual passion mess, unless it's because that quilt is brand new or you just washed it, because I'm not going to lie, as we get older and become grown folks, <laughs> I even have been this person. There's been many times that people have been in the boudoir and I'm like, Bitch, I love you, but I just I just changed these sheets and quilt. No, no, uh, hold on, but it's, it's never it's not like a stop. It's like a five second thing, like quick move. You know what I'm saying? Or even like in the heat of passion, I have done this. I have MacGyver reached and grabbed a towel and thrown it on my sheets because my sheets have just been washed. And I'm like, again, I don't want to ruin the moment, but also like even though it kind of is, it's like fuck. I don't want them to get on the sheets. But I'm also gonna say this too. I'm speaking from my own viewpoints and opinions and feelings. I've had times that I've had earth-shattering, amazing times. I do not care if cum, shit, I'm not trying to gross, anything. When I'm having sex in my car, baby, let me tell you right the fuck now. When I am naked, stroking my dick in my car, I don't care. My cum, I'm so sorry if anyone's ever driven my car now they're hearing this. I don't care if my cum gets on my steering wheel. Mike, see, baby, when I'm busting that nut in my car, that is one of my hottest moments. Baby, I don't care where it flies. I don't care. Like, whoop. Well, see, it's like, and that's, that is so funny you say that because when I masturbate, I don't care about it then. <laughs> Just other people's cum. I don't want to. that when you're getting fucked, your main reason for being a cum dump is because you don't want to clean it. I hate you. <laughs> see, me, I'm the opposite. My thing is, and I, it's so funny. That's why I, I love, I think it's a, it's always so funny talking about fetishes and kinks, which we were, after this, we'll talk about some parties, and then we'll go back to our time to last week about just for fans. I love that. I don't know if we have time, but, like, go ahead. We, we're having too much fun. I don't we think are. we have to talk about that, but. This we'll is why people listen to us, you know, we go on tangents, but it's true, though. When, when it comes to uh, so many different, even vanilla, that's what I'm trying to say. There are people who don't realize, when they go, oh, I'm so vanilla. There's so many vanilla things that you don't realize. It's vanilla because it's so common, but it still is a king. Like, for example, people people getting cum on their a facial, getting cum on your face. And I'm going to say this. It's not just gays, even the straight world. Men, since the dawning of porn, love to watch the person they're attracted to get, get you know, getting a blowjob but coming all over the face. You know, in the straight world, like, men love watching a girl get cum soap. In the gay world, men love watching, you know, come all over the face. Now, also, and when you look at porn... The reason why porn cum is only done ever on the face is because, again, we're filming. People, you know, they want to see the cum. They want to see the cum shot. But also, is it doesn't read as well. Like, think about when you're jerking off. I'm going to say, like, even when I watch that, I've seen some videos where it's hot, where, like, you know, the Dom, like, you know, I like a lot of deep fetish porn. The Dom's holding the sub's head and his fucking face. He goes, oh, oh, and he's clearly coming in his mouth. Even though I kind of get so hard and jerking off, 
unless, unless, I need to see the comp, unless he pulls his head back and that submissive man, or even a straight porn, unless I see that man open that mouth and it is clear as the sun will come out tomorrow from Annie, if I do not see that there's a blunt wad of cum hanging off that tongue and all over it, I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed. And I'm looking for another video. Now, the other thing is, the point is that what I'm trying to bring they, to it is that I guess, as much as I guess it's if they vanilla, shoot in their mouth, I don't know. No, it's not that. It's the fetish of it's really technically being degraded. And that's what I'm trying to say. People oh, consider that vanilla. People yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hard pass for me. But, but it's the I, truth, though. People, people don't realize this, and this is what the truth is. The whole point of men and women, I say men, you know, people will enjoy getting cum all over their face, even when it's prideful, even when it's like, you know, you know, cause listen, I, so I do say this too, it's not just being degraded, everything, listen, like we, we talked about the other one of the things, there's small penis humiliation, there's small penis pride, there's uh, chastity cage, where it's humiliation and degradation and being, you know, controlled, there's men who are proud to be locked up, there are men who are proud to call their dicks a hood, because they have no value to it. There are men who are proud and they get turned on by how they're not allowed to touch the dicks or come when they, you know, get uh, topped or whatever. Where, like, see me, I'm, again, when it comes to a fetish, there's all different ways of interpreting it, is my point. And my point is that even though there are many people like, oh no, and again, nothing's a fight, it's that everyone has opinions. Coming, having a man come on your face in a way, it's a degradation of, you know, same thing with water sports. There are so many people, again, who look at water sports and say, oh, I love it. Water sports, it's a whole point of degradation. So there's all, I'm trying to there's so many things that people consider vanilla that have a silver underlining of degradation. Yes, there are people who explore and open it, but even Brian underscore Thickbear, when I'm taking a very <laughs> light, cum facial, there's times that, yes, I've had men come on my face that's not a degradation or a submissive or a fetish thing, but in my head secretly, there's this joy of being wanted but also used by having that man's cum all over my face and but they're like oh god I'm, you know I'm supposed to be sights coming out so me it's the it's the it's the you smell. feel that sensation oh, of well, a, I can smell cum on my beard that's my biggest thing about beef I do when I, when I finally let myself be my true self and have a beard and be a bear when I was a young and when I was an actor working for all the theme parks I was all shaved I love cum in my like, I, I, listen, I shower twice once a day, but I'm like, oh no. I do like, the, I do like the smell of calm. I, I will say that. I also, oh, you, but also for me, which I want, I want to say is, for you, you like, you like to see, you like to see cup. I love, even if I don't see it, what I have to see that really turns me on is the the pulsy of a dick just throbbing, and you like that that uh, vein underneath, like the other shop views. Uh, and it just start it just starts pumping and throbbing and the asshole is twitching, it's tightening, it's like oh you know, <laughs> That's like oh. the thing like like yeah. So like if I can't see the cup, I gotta see the re the dick reaction, the flex, that pull like I gotta see that. And I think that sensation that you feel when you're when a dick is inside you and it's for that pulsing since that is like you can't nothing can describe can't that sensation. I want to bring this up. I, I'm so proud of you, Rick, because you know what's so important? I'm so proud of you. Again, we always say this, you know, it's, it's like a broken record, but it's not. There's so many men who don't realize the things that you and I were discussing, pigs. I always, when I talk about appreciating the dick like you just did, only a real pig sits in these <laughs> moments of the after -comp. Like that, 
joystick, and they're trying to rush it back in their pants, even at a glory hole. You I gotta clean it up. I, you I gotta clean it up. I'm not done yet. Oh! 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 Excuse me, Your Highness. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Your Highness. Do, do carry on. I'm so sorry, Your Highness. No, I, I'm just reiterating what you just said, bitch. You were just talking about how, how you're fucking sitting there looking at the vein and like, like the, 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 the intensive uh, issue, uh, not issues, excuse me, like parts of mankind where so many people don't look at that. There's like, dick just came in my face, hot, where you have literally just turned dick sucking and coming into an entire different world of visions <laughs> like an artist. I'm literally complimenting you, you nasty fuck. You, the way that you just explain the vein and the pulsing, it's something that so many people not only take for granted, but do not look at. So what we're trying to say to everyone is, next time you're with a gentleman, do what Rick Easley does and look at that fucking vein pulsing as the cum is coming out of it. You know, God, I hope I suck dick you know, you know what? You know what that comes from? It comes from watching a lot of glory hole uh, porn. <laughs> like, because you know, a lot of, especially the great glory hole um, porn, is they do the undershot view of getting fucked on, like, the, you can see underneath going, like, that is, you can get that part of a, of a, that's like the best part of a glory hole. That's a good, the side view, some of them do side, under, and then the other side. That's where it gets really hot. When you see the guy who doesn't care what's on the other side doing it, like it, it I don't know something about my like, I'm definitely yeah. gonna jerk off to Glory Hole porn later tonight because I'm going out with the manager uh, of other man for you visiting. When I get home, I, I think we did. But I want to ask you, Rick, what do you think about chest on the cum? Excuse me, cum on the chest for men? Because I've noticed this lately. I've been noticing a lot of men right now. And I really want to bring this topic up to you, and again, like always, our listeners. I can I say that performance art. Because I, 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 I feel like that's something you only see in porn. I don't really see that in, like, real life at a sex party. No, I've seen it. Rick, I swear, it's been very new. I've been seeing this a lot now. In the gay world, in public sex, I've been seeing a lot of men lately, recently. Almost, because, like, you know, listen, in the straight world, yes, we all know, you know, straight porn, girls are like, come my tits, come my baby. I swear to God, come my, they come everywhere. In the gay world, I just recently really started noticing this, and men asking, can you come on my chest, come in my chest hair? And I'm going to say, I listen, I'm, I, I'm a trendsetter. I've always been this way. Whenever I meet a man who's like a real big, 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 big shooter, bitch, I'm worse than a woman. In straight porn, I'm like, come on my face, come in my hair. I love a man like completely dousing come in my. Again, I'm a bald man, but I want you to come on the top of my head. I want, I want you to come. On, I, I, I've had a few times that God has touched me with a great sexual experience. I've had a man who was a big geyser shooter. And for our listeners, a guy, there is an actual thing in the. It's not even gay. It's the men were. There are men who you can type it. Go on Pornhub and type in geyser. There are men who geyser. Geyser. I, okay, okay, I got I it. Speak. The I, spelling of it—it's it, literally a I, geyser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got it. It's a porn that I'm obsessed with. I've been jerking off this porn since I've always been about this. There are men who—it's literally a thing. They come ridiculously, like like it's almost fake, almost. And they come also like they are—they make pills for this. There's uh, semen X. 
Semenex, which I keep on going around. I am going to order it one day and buy it. It, it. it does something to your body where it produces, again, it's not semen like to make a baby. It produces more of the actual semen fluid. It doesn't have does that, it, the, the, does the it help? Does it make you come quicker or just well, Apparently, Semenex uh, makes you have this geyser effect that I'm talking about. It's a fetish that so many men naturally have. What it does is in semen, again, a health lesson from late night cruising. Apparently, I'm learning this. So, semen is, it's not just, you know, babies, like we all think about, like, you know, the baby, like, you know, the, the sperm. It's the actual uh, fluid that pushes them. So, what, what, what guys are men are, so these men, when I talk, when you, anyone who listens to types of sin, there are men who literally, when they come, it's like we're talking, they come buckets, like they come everywhere. I found this because, again, a little big story for me very quickly going into this. The first time I met a geyser and found out who was a man in Astoria, Queens, it was one of the highest moments. It's one of the moments I'll think about when I'm dying and I'm going to the light. I will see this is one of the sex things that will always stand out. I've never, it was so bad, because I hooked up with him a lot. I just had to bring another shirt. He would come, like it was like a bucket of cum came out of his urethra. When I say bucket, the first time we hooked up, he came and I've never, never in my life, the cum was completely over my eyebrows, my hair. It was so bad on my shirt, he had to give me one of his shirts <laughs> to go home. I was about to I had to be like 22, 23. He was younger around my age too. And he was so apologized. I'm so sorry. He's like, you know, I, 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 I always forget. Like, you know, in the heat of the moment. This was from Grindr and Scruff or Grindr and Scruff. Like when you went on these apps, you actually met people. And uh, there was so much common. I was so in, you know, intrigued. And he's like, no, he's like, my, my last boyfriend used to always say to me, there's a porn name for it, and they're like, I really should do porn, and that's when I started in this world. So there's a lot of straight men, it's a men thing, so straight gay, these men will come literally, like, it's, it's obscene amount, it almost looks fake. That's it's a, a very real thing. So semen X, and there's a few other mar- things on the market. That's that a calm down a wet dream. Yes, but the point of the story of Back to the Coming is that when this man came on me, the first of all, it was one of my, actually, uh, I come hands-free, it's very rare, but when things happen to me that are so ridiculous, I have had, I've been blessed and I'm grateful for the few times in my life this happened. I've had times that my penis has ejaculated with no touch or just my nipples being touched. That was one of those times when I was literally being doused. Like it was like shot after shot after shot after I think the fourth shot. What happened? Semen flying into me. My penis just naturally exploded which he thought was so hot that he came even harder. And it was just, God, forget about us being 22, 23-year-old men. It was just a semen bath, and it was magic. But the point of this, back to the story, ADHD, myself, the chest cum, which has been a more popular in the straight community, has really started, I've been noticing, making a wave in the gay community. I've been seeing more and more men asking, can you come on my chest? Especially men that have even a light spread of chest hair, because I guess it's like almost like a, a, a smell thing, a scent thing. These men are being pigs where they're clearly not taking a shower. And they're like, oh, I have come all in my chest. And I'm not going to lie. I am clapping for it. Let's do a quick clap. But I also would like to step it up to I'm going to spread this to I want more come in my hair, eyebrows, and all over my face. So uh, you want to point of the story was question. fascination. Have you ever been to a bukkake? I have dreamt of bukkake since before 
I was even 100% sure I was homosexual. But that's how I knew I was homosexual because I was dreaming about beating the girl and watching my father's porn on the Playboy channel when they went to bed. Uh, it was a dream of mine. And listen, the cocky porn has made... I, I'm going to take it back. It's really... It's not as big in the gay world as it is in the straight world, sadly. But the cocky porn... I, it, I, I think, like I said, I think it's the issue of, like... We're all men. We all want to play with each other. What is forging? And I think, too, like... like to stand for us, we don't I think we have the patience for it. Like, it's kind of like one of those like, once you've been to, like, once you've been on roller coasters, the um, the rides at the fair are not so fun. It's like once you you've been, me? once you've I like like, that. Oh, like like Chris Rock said. Chris Rock said men can't go, women can't go backwards, um, in lifestyle. Men can't go backwards sexually. And that's and that's always and that is true. Like once you've been exposed to something, so like a bukkake, maybe when you're starting out and you don't see a lot of porn, it's very hot. But once you've been exposed to it, it's hard to like watch. Like gangbangs are hard for me to watch. Like it's very rare for me to be enjoy a a, a gangbang. Now an orgy, a orgy I can watch and enjoy because then that is I don't know how it's going to. I don't know how it's going to turn out. Especially if there's a lot of versatility in it. If there's See, a lot of versatility in it... I have an opposite uh, viewpoint and opinion about it, which uh, I think it, people love and is very interesting. See, now with me, because I watch straight porn and gay porn, because like I always have said this, when you're a little boy or a little girl, when straight people watch porn, they're straight. Men like women. They're watching porn they're looking at the woman. When women who are straight are watching porn, they're looking at the man. So as gay men and lesbians, why do we have to be thought of that we only watch gay porn? Yes, I love gay porn. I love men having sex with men. But I also, like I was raised as a, like every boy, I was raised as a straight boy. I still enjoy watching straight porn as a, almost a woman watching straight porn or a man watching straight porn. Oh, wow. I think it's hot to watch a bunch of beautiful, hot fucking oh. men fuck a girl because it points again this gangbang porn you know is very big in the straight community because again a lot of women love to watch but the point is when you watch a bacocky straight porn and I, I think this this is going to make sense why it's so hot is because regardless if you're a man you're watching this woman who's so beautiful get all these guys dicks and loads on her but as a gay man or a woman I'm a imagine that I am a woman but also turned on as a gay man about how all these men are being homoerotic and being naked hard together, but also being turned on because these men are all so focused on that I don't care that my bro is seeing my dick because this chick's so hot. So what I'm trying to say is I get the straight aspect turned on, but also in the gay world, I get turned on more by straight porn because the gay aspect. Whenever I see men, straight men having sex in the same room, with, I'm like, I think it's so hot how these men are so turned on by this woman. They don't care that they're almost like in a homoerotic situation. Especially as they DP. Especially DP. Like, uh, but the point is with the cocky, the reason why I'm trying to say that the cocky porn doesn't work with gay porn, why it's not as hot. In straight porn, the guys are all focused just on the girl. And they're not playing with each other. And the actual fetish, the actual kink is really being not only delivered, but being executed of all these men ejaculating on her. In the gay world, 
we are all men and we all like everything in the room. <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, whenever I watch a Bukaki porn, it always, there's, there's some of them, like even the ones that are like forced, like, like okay, we need to do this fetish. So I have seen some where you can tell, like, they're all bluntly like, okay, we're trying to do a Bukaki porn gay. The thing is, the turn off, even in those ones, the men are so turned on, not by the Bukaki bottom in the middle. They're actually looking at the other guys. So this is now, me like... when I watch gay Bukaki. It's really like watching gangmen, but also so many Bukaki porn. That's why I don't like gay Bukaki porn. You go to watch it, it's like, gay Bukaki porn. Within five minutes, they're all fucking each other, sucking. Maybe <laughs> just because the last three minutes of the porn, they all go in the circle and they finally come on the guy. It's not hot because I'm like, this was basically a gangbang. I think gay porn, when I say gay porn, I'm like, there's no way to fix this. I'm not trying, I'm actually not speaking badly about it. Just as side, we have to realize that some of our fetishes, they don't translate. And that's what I think our topic that we went on to is how it translates some fetishes and kinks in the gay world and how it doesn't translate uh, vice versa. But even the ones I have seen, I have seen a few Bukaki gay porns that have been magical. I always remember one where they all, like bluntly, they acted like straight men. They all came on this bottom, but what I loved was they really degraded him. They literally held him down after they, they, his cum, all, his boys covered and all of the cum. He held, they held him down and edged him. And as he shot his load, they all forced him to add his own load to the whole Bukaki mess. I was like, <laughs> even though it wasn't a fetish king one, I'm like, that is, that is fetish king. Like they were laughing at him, but it was so bro-y. I was like, thank you, God, for creating the man who said, I'm going to be the director of this porn. I still, to this day, search for it. But uh, the Bukaki porn also, again, translating to this, this is a gay matter. I, I know it. This is what I love in our podcast. We, our listeners, we completely did not think this is what we were talking about, but I'm sorry. We're, in it, we're too late. We'll talk about it next week, the other things. Uh, uh, the, you're, the Bukaki, you're running out of time, sir. I know. We have to finish this one thing about the, about the Bukaki. And you know what? In this lies to a story I always say about Nubian Dukes. I love that story about Nubian Dukes. You know how I support them. Like, I think I say that on the podcast. With Bukaki, with gay porn and gay people, we are still so much in a stereotype world within ourselves. Why? We, we live in this world that Bukaki porn, it's always a young, twinky, shaved bottom. You know, so many men, and I talk about this myself, my own personal life, I'm sure a lot of listeners will agree. I get so mad in the gay world, and I'm, I'm saying this topic because things I like other listeners to hear that I'm sure they have similar thoughts, and, you know, I would love for them to write in. But, like, for example, I'm a big guy, I'm thick, I'm hairy, and I've always said this, and I've met many men like me who say the exact same thing. When I go cruising or to gay areas, everyone just assumes I'm this dom top before I speak and they hear my fucking voice of course <laughs> but they assume I'm this top but the thing is even with force pushing even in porn when you see a bakaki porn for example I have seen them like you know the, a bear bakaki where the hairy guy is it's such a that man had to go out of bed and be like we do a bakaki porn where I'm the bottom because I'm hairy and newbie and dukes I always remember this because even though it's off topic we're on topic when they were fighting the white privileged men who were demanding that newbie and dukes a gay, a black gay men's sex party that once a month is swirl, but the other three uh, swirl no more. Are, you know, There's no more that's very, yeah. that's very sad and I really hope they didn't come back and they come back because I support them because I support minorities of minorities because that's what makes us a world is appreciating what we are and appreciating that sometimes 
we want just this group. But anyway, they always said this. The main, their main thing in all the fights was the one man who I loved who was saying this. The point is, whenever there's a Bakaki, it's always a young white twink. I want, for once, for me, a young black man to be the center of a Bakaki horn. And I appreciate that because the thing is that this, as much as anything, every content can be taken as a joke or laughed at, but really listen to the words. That man saying that always, always is in my brain because I thought about, when I say sadness, I really mean it. It's, I'm not trying to get all Black Lives Matter here, but you know, I really mean this. The point this man, even his own community is like, God damn it, even in the gay sex world, can for once I, a young black man who is a bottom, is submissive, can I once just be the submissive bottom taking everyone's cum load on my face? I have to literally go to a party that's specifically just for black gay men to do this. And these little white faggots, I'm so sorry, I hate when I say faggots, even though I am one, I do adult, it's true. This entitlement, I can't have that. Because again, that's what I'm, but the thing is, when I'm talking about this man, I'm talking about hairy men, big men. It's this point almost that even in sex, we have to fight stereotypes. Like, you know, I'm going to say, living in New York, I, I've been the victim, not victim, I've been the, uh, what's the word, not victim. Uh, oppressor? Uh, oppressor? Yes. I've been the oppressor. And I have assumed and gotten mad and attempted. Like, I've seen, oh, there, there's actually two of them, these beautiful men that I know. They're six foot four. I have assumed and tried to make them tops. And then they tell me they're bottoms. And the thing is, I never looked at their side of being the victim. Uh, when I say, I didn't mean victim, it's almost that they're disrespected because they are this big, beautiful, muscular Adonis, hairy, and then what? So because of my appearance, I have to be a top. And this man who I'm talking about, I really hope he is listening, he follows me on Instagram. I feel bad because I was so mean to him in this way of that it's true. Not only did I judge him, but also is in a way not let him join because he wanted to, because I got mad because I was trying to suck dick and so was he, and I was like, it, it was a whole story, I can't even put it together, but the point is I see the relation, like the guy from movie Duke, so I always think about, it. it's funny, even the gay community, even us being a minority minorities, even though we're with our own people, we're still fighting for the sexual fantasies that we've had, we still fight, like, you know, you know I, I know this, this is so off topic, but it's true, as we, we're talking about gay culture, which we'll always go back into. And we talked about uh, our favorite, like uh, about how you know, the gay trans community, which again, we have all these topics for next week, I know. There's so many points of the trans community even that they, even though they're accepted, they feel welcome in the space of gayness, even in their own people, they're still fighting for acceptance and fighting to get that. So the thing is like, I, I mean, I know this is very, very broad, but sexual, all these different things, that's what I mean with this topic, is that even in the sexual world of gay men, even when they're like, oh, they find you attractive, you're still fighting just to be like, but why can't I do that? Like a porn world, it's true. Do you know how many porns I watch because I know the people personally, and I see my friends who are beloved, trust me, they're bottom, 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 bottoms. I see it in these videos where I've never seen them suck dick. Every video, they're getting sucked, and you know, they're, and I say, I'm like, it's so sad because in the back of their head, they're like, God, even though I asked, I will never get to be the person in this film who's on my knees taking these 12 loaves. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's, it's so funny. And that's what I love about, and I, when I say love, again, it's not a shameless plug. I always talk about this. I've been getting a lot of compliments lately. And when I say compliments, I, I, this, is, this is about our topic. Because this is 
who, not only I am, but I know there's many others, I am so proud of my OnlyFans Just Fan Twitter because men contact me constantly about how I do, like Just For Fans, our piggyback that we just didn't talk about enough. I like to show men really the truth of who I am. That, yes, one video I'm sucking dick, one video I'm getting sucked, one video you're really seeing inside my bedroom. What I mean by this is that it's about sexual freedom of that just because I'm this thick, hairy guy, I'm not going to be forced to be, not only a top, but also I'm not going to be forced to be, oh, well, if I'm going to go down that route, I'm going to be just the bottom. Bitch, I'm going to be whatever the fuck I want to be. And I will say this, and this is what I mean by that whole straight porn transferring over and what we were talking about with the chest on the cum. I've been noticing more and more on Twitter and OnlyFans, just fans, there are more men who are starting to fight those stereotypes and be like, I don't give a flying fuck that I'm six foot four. I'm going to have a film of all these guys coming on my chest. But anyway, I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope it did. <laughs> that, but was a, that was a change if I, if I never heard of blood. Um, but we have to wrap this up because we have to get ready to go. Um, Dude, but, um, before we go, I don't get a flying fuck. They're listening. They'll, they'll shut it off. Listen, <laughs> we normally do it. We do an hour and a half. It's fine. I want to ask you a question. How do you feel when people assume that you are this top when they see your large penis? I'm being so serious. You can see my face. Our listeners cannot. You walking around and sex spaces. When men see your big dick, does anyone ever say, suck my dick? Or, for the most part, do they all walk over and try to suck you, try to make you fuck yes. them? Tell yes. us, Richard. Richard. Yeah, I, I, I would say if I was to label myself, I would say I'm reverse top simply because I can't bottom as well as I can top. Um, but there are times where it's hard to get, stay hard. You know, if I overheat or I get too hot, I'll probably want to bottom because I still want to stay there and enjoy the moment. And it's hard because, you know, I either have to wear a jock strap to cover my junk because if they see my dick, they're going to assume that I want to top or they're going to try to like suck up to get it hard again. And it's just like, I can't always be ready to go because, you know, you know, depending on what it is, because, you know, some of these places don't have ventilation, they don't have air, you know, it's, it's too, it's hot. Well, it's not, it's not, if it's not but it's those, those, those pay, play a factor, but like, yes, if I do want to like bottom, like I've had people not, if they see me bottom, not want to have sex with me again at the top. That's what I'm saying. I, yes, I have that happen. So
this man who I thought was so beautiful was being a dick. I got Crazy Brian, which we've a lot of people who don't like me have seen, where I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I just want to fucking suck dick. I, I can't remember even how it came out. And this guy looked at me with the most puppy dog, but not sympathy, not sympathy, not a, like not a mercy sucking, like purest face and goes, oh, you want to suck dick? Oh yeah, man, go on my dick. And I was shocked because the thing was, it wasn't that I was ugly. It wasn't that he wasn't into me. He thought, and they all thought, and were assuming because of my robust football player shoulders <laughs> and broad chest and hairy appearance. And again, I'm not talking, so they can't hear my voice. They all assumed <laughs> that I am this top. And the man who I went to a glory hole with, because I thought it was so hot, and I, I wasn't even trying to, like, you know, like, he was so nasty. We were in there for five seconds. I didn't know what he wanted. I it was fucking... He saw me five seconds later because he assumed, he was mad because he assumed that I was a top. So the point of the story was now I'm on my knees in my, all my glory sucking the stick and all the men the entire night that were ignoring me, that I thought I was ugly, came over and basically I didn't get the cocky, but all fucked my face for a good five minutes. And as I was sitting in my glory, it was a revelation of a moment of, oh my God, these men didn't think I'm ugly. They just assumed that I was looking for them to suck my dick. A little bit I was upset because I'm like, what, my dick's not good enough? But mainly, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. The point of the story is, and this is what we need, I think we do need to talk more about this. I don't even know what to call this. Was gay sex stereotypes? But the thing uh, is, I would say gay assumptions. Gay assumptions I, is I, the. I want to say stereotypes because I want to still piggyback with uh, the new being Duke story that is clearly installed. It's been what? This, this story is like six years old, and I, I, I'll never forget it. That cocky, uh, proud uh, black submissive bottom. That statement, because the thing was, I really made me think, and this is what pawned me onto all of this. He was really saying in the most pure way, he's like, it's always a white Twinkie guy. I just want one fucking night for me to be the fucking. Cocky bottom. The only way I can get that is if I can find a party that is only for black men. It's the second there's anyone Caucasian, I don't know how to go with this. I don't know, you know that part, but he was right though. Because the second there's any Caucasian bottom in the room, he is getting everyone's loads. And I'm not even sure if that's like self hatred, but I think it's also I, about gay I men. I think it also has stimulates from porn, and you just assume that all white men are bottoms, or you can't make them bottom. So I think it's, and I think there's some, there's some groups and some people who, like, I, I, have to, I have to find out, but there's people who, like, actually want to create groups where it is white top and black bottoms just so they can change that dynamic and that shift. But I don't know how I that will work. To, to research that again. I, I'm literally, only if our viewers are listening to see on my notes, I'm like, BLK bottoms and then W tops. Because the thing is this, even with that, it's a step in not only our community, but I feel like people in general of finally breaking not only social norms and stereotypes, but it's true. It's like, but it, don't it, we, it's still sad that we have to make a group. Well, they still have it in, in straight porn because there's, there's black dicks and white chicks. That's a category. That's true. That's a fucking well, category. So it's, it's not, so and there's no white dicks, black chicks. There is actually, because now, oh God, we're getting deep here. So one of the straight points I love to watch, I actually do love watching black girls with white guys. I am gay, people. I do not like vagina. I do not like vagina. I'm letting everyone know that. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. But there's something that you, I you like, enjoy. You like pussy? <laughs> I know, it's not that I like pussy. There's something that I enjoy about watching uh, white men 
with black women, and when I say this, what I mean by that is, like you said, I've noticed this about myself. I, I, all my favorite porn is that hard porn to find. This word's a curse. Basically, I like the porn that you can't just find. Like anything, I'm like, God damn it, because you can't choose your fetish. You, it's, it's, it's like you, you don't want the you don't want the been there done that sex. You want something never, that you don't I've see. I've never been into the mainstream porn. I've never been into the mainstream guys. But the thing with porn is, um, I've always loved the dynamics of porn that is or sex that is in a way not accepted but not uh, no, I was rarely seen and maybe that's it that makes, I don't know but something about it turns me on but the thing is I, I watch this porn because and this is how it erupted I always like to say this too because we're closing you find out your fetishes and what you like on accident so for example I've always loved Billy Glide one of the straight porn stars and I can't remember the other one I can't I can't remember his name, but what happened was I was watching one of their porns, and I was like, you know, types. I, what I do, I find a man I like, and I watch all of his videos. And there was all this porn. He had like three videos of him having sex with black women. And the thing is this, and at first, I'm not going to lie, the black woman was a squirter. So I'm like, it wasn't about her being black. I was like, oh, my God, it's so fucking high. I love watching, you know, Billy Glide. Oh, you God, love Louis. <laughs> do you know Billy Glide? He's a humongous cock. And he's fucking this girl, and he's like, he's like, he's like doing the disco finger. That's where he and you rub it, and he slaps her pussy, and she squirts it. Again, my thing is, it's the turn on of even when a woman or a bottom, you know, seeing that, seeing a person truly having an orgasm, I think is the hottest thing. So the point was, after I watched that, I realized it wasn't just Billy. I love that he was so turned on by having sex with this woman, and that's what I'm trying to say is that it was so real and authentic. And what I noticed was, and this is what I'm trying to, this is kind of a reverse racism in a way, because even in straight porn, the men you see having sex with black women, this is what's kind of sad, these are men who are like, oh no, I would love to be booked for that job, because they're into it. And that's how I always say this too, I can feel it, and when I say feel it, I know it sounds very, very, not, not cocky. When I watch porn, the second I'm watching any porn, and I see the actors, and I don't think like they're turned on. Like I even mainstream porn. There's been times I watch mainstream porn, and I'm like, this is just a paycheck. These people aren't into it. Whenever I see a porn, and I see like that fucking porn star. Like, this is why I like women squirting porn. When I see that straight man drop to his knee, that's big muscle straight guy. When I see a man drop to his knees, like to fucking make sure he catches her squirting in his mouth. Baby, that's not a paycheck. That man wants that. Same thing with gay porn. When you're watching gay porn, and you, like, we've all had this moment jerking off. Even the most mainstream of gay porn, there's time that you say, like, baby, that's not a paycheck. That man's like, thank God I'm in this porn. That's what really turns me on. When I'm searching the internet for porn, that's what I mean to turn on. When I'm watching soap porn where, like, that guy is, like, so into it, gay or straight, that's where I'll bust really not hard. And that's why with straight porn, I hate saying this, but it's true. I do find myself liking straight porn actors more because there are more straight male actors that are more like really walking in like, thank God, I'm so fucking hard right now and turned on. Where I feel like the gay community is so jaded by sex that there's so much gay porn I watch where it's like, baby, I, I come four times a day too. Like, you know, it, it's very like played out where I will say there's so much straight porn where that man baby, that's not just the Viagra, that's just not the injection, what's the shock called, you know, everyone's Trimax. Around, but Trimax. That's not just the Trimax. Naturally, even gay point though, when I see a man like, baby, that's not the Trimax, he's fucking into that. But, that's why also I started getting uh, into, like, I, I love that, that the opposite, the white man, black woman, the 
because sadly we still live in a racist world. There are so many straight male porn actors that will say no to being booked with that. But you know, so when I say this too, and I respect this, I'm one of these people with my porn, as much as I'm easy, and when I say easy, I bitch, I'm looking for content, I also am selective with, I want it to be real. Like, I try not to porn with or film things with men who I'm completely not into or comfortable with. I've had many situations that the man's hot and we've gotten there, and something, like, if the second I feel rushed, I'm like, this is just a, okay, we're just going to film quick, I'm going to leave in 20 minutes, got it. But, like, you know, I, but you'll notice, I don't want to call anyone out, I'll be honest, there's, there's some people who you maybe sometimes won't see that I've filmed with multiple times for a reason. Not being mean, not calling shade, and also vice versa. Tr- oh, trust me, there are many men who I've been like, oh, you want to film again? No, I'm good. I'm like, Ooh. It's not a burn. It's a self-realization. Like, But I respect it because I'm like, you know what? Let's make good porn, not bad porn. With all that said, Richard, do you have any closing statements of all the... Ma- I'm sorry, I, I love what everything you just talked about. Do you have anything that you think that you want to just recapitalize on? Because we're definitely going to go I into just, that next I, podcast. I just want to get people ahead of sex stereotypes. Uh, what? I wanted to make sure I forget. Um, you got Leather Pride coming up in Palm Springs. You got Leather Pride in Amsterdam. You got we, I got new pages up for Berlin, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And, and that's it. And I'm working on a London and hope to have Toronto and some more Canadian cities and Australian cities up by this weekend. It's I pretty ambitious, Leather Pride, but... Leather Pride, is Leather Pride the month? Leather Pride, no, it's the weekend. It really is just the week. Because you know why it's so funny? I've been to Leather Pride in... At Palm Springs. In Palm Springs. But I've, I, I've been to Leather event. I feel like every city does their own leather thing. I, I, you know, I'm not lie to you. Well, a lot of them, a lot of them are, a lot of them are in, a lot of the northern um, states do it in wintertime. A lot of the southern hemisphere um, countries do it in like their winter version, like July, January, July. So it varies because you know their winter, quote unquote, is a little bit cooler, but it's not as cold. So like Australia, their their winter season is January. That's those are like uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, like Brazil, like the southern hemisphere continent. Their winter is flipped. There is in our winter in our. Well, the reason why I ask this is because Leather Pride, for example, here in Fort Lauderdale. I'm oh, sorry. Their summers are in our winter. Our winters in their summer. So right, that's the, why the, the, their season is different. Pride. That's I got I got my season mixed up. Well, we're in the south, and you know it's hot as fuck here. So I know that Leather Pride happens here, but it's again. It's in the cooler months, but again, even here in Fort Lauderdale, our coldest of cold is like we're talking the 60s, you know, 70s. And, so that's still winter, pretty. And winter pride, winter pride in Miami is in late February, early March. But that's what I'm saying. So I wonder, I, I, I know we have leather events that are happening here in Fort Lauderdale. What I'm trying to say is, I, I, was, I was really thinking about this. I didn't realize that leather pride was always a. Uh, I thought every city basically had like a different, like, well, you know, we don't, we don't, New York doesn't have one. We don't have a leather pride. I, well, you know what, though, I will say this, though. New York, it's because, you know, it's so funny. One of the men who are a part owner of the Eagle here in Fort Lauderdale, uh, he made a very good point. We are talking about this. New York really doesn't need a leather pride because New York, we get to have leather pride all of October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Because in New York, 
We get to, there are so many nights in New York City where I have seen men in full leather gears because they can, it's 10 degrees outside, where in other places in the country, especially the warmer places, leather is like literally they'll do one week, because even here where it's colder, it's one week and it's like, all right, we, we're, you know, it's really hard to wear full leather when it's 95 degrees. You know, so I feel like, and he, he was right about this. Like, New York, the reason why I was saying that, I, we had this conversation, this was a while, like two months ago. He's like, in New York, you don't really need a leather product because you can wear leather really for six months out of the year when you guys want. Like, think about all the well, fetish but, but Europe, Europe really celebrates it. Like, they all I have that. So I feel like it's a culture thing as opposed to, like, yeah. the European countries, like, Amsterdam has a leather pride. They have uh, seasonal weather like we do as well. Um, you got Italy, you got, um, I feel like every, every of the European, like, they, they each, like, it's, their letter pride coexists with their, um, cause we just had Mr. Eagle last week, I want to say. The first week of, uh, October, we had leather, a uh, Mr. Eagle contest, and we had the pup one this past weekend. So, a lot of the, a lot of their, um, and these are, and what I'm telling people is the leather is, these people are competing in their local areas to compete against all leather branches or what they call organizations or chapters. Yes, and, chapters, and chapters. Chapters at IML in Chicago. That's I the really big part. We'll talk really about that nice. more about the leather. I know, I, I know. We're, we're gonna, I have put in notes because first of all, as I want to say to our listeners, step your fucking games up and write in some comments. I would love your opinions, but also things to focus on, but we're definitely going to talk more about that because I, I will say that, we, I know we've touched base on this before, but I really want to say how America, America's gay community needs to really step up their game because when, you know what, it makes me sad when you just said that. Because when you said about Leather Pride, I have literally just thought about all of, you know, again, being friends with Facebook and Instagram gay men from all over the world. It's really true. The way that I see Leather Weeks, Fetish Weeks, in other countries, like all the things I've seen in Italy, Berlin, London, Amsterdam, it makes me sad that I never, we never, it just, America doesn't see those things, but as real pigs like myself and you, I have to literally book a plane trip to go to one of these, you know, European leather events, because, you know, America, they, we do, we take it for granted, we don't do it big, and it's something we need to, we, I put on notes, we need to talk about that too much more. But anyway, I love today's podcast. I love it how we were discussing ADHD off topic. These are all things like, that men love to talk about, and they don't talk about it enough because there's always that one queen who's like, you know, stops it. But Ricky, as we end, I'm so proud. I don't know. If, if people only do what if people only knew what we try to do and what we end up doing. <laughs> but you know what, though, the thing is this: this is why people listen. Because you know what, these are the things that people want to talk about, and these are the things that people. Don't, there's not enough people, because you know, we said me and Rick are older gays. And when I say older, you know, we're 36, Rick is 38 and a half. Um, <laughs> I'm in the 40, 40 club. I'm in the 40, 40 so club. We are the part of the generation, and it's true, like, you know, the, old, the younger generations need to be taught, just like every young generation. I needed to be taught, and I was taught. You know, like, the thing is, they need to know what how much it used to be. I'm sorry, but like I said, the, the gay sex community, and we talked about this is going down, not up, in sexual freedom and in values and these things. So the things for us to talk about, and I just want to say I'm so proud of Rick Easley. Rick Easley is really, 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 really doing the grunt work for uh, Late Night Cruises website, and I'm really, really trying, uh, as soon as my best friends all stop coming to Port Lauderdale, I'm going to really try to start learning technology that way I can really do 
work on my end on my computer, my Mac Airbook Pro that's 14 years old, and see what I can do to add to it because all these things are things that are really important. But again, look at latenightcruising.com. We have more and more and more things coming. We're making it a bigger, better site every day. I say bigger and better, a site that we're proud of, that we're proud to make a part of gay culture. And I'm gonna say it like I'm gonna fucking say it, gay history. Because you know what, I'm, I'm gonna say we're proud to be sex positive, we're sad, proud to be sexual pigs, and we're proud of our gay spaces. Anyway, love you so much. Rick Big Dick Wesley, uh, thank you so much for today. Thank you, uh, Sir Brian, for coming through and creating Absolutely. your own magic. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, right, stay tuned, check out the site. Don't forget to follow us uh, on Instagram at Late Night Gay Cruise on Instagram and Late Night Cruise. I'm about to change that name because we got to make it easier. Uh, but Late Night Cruise in. Just type in Late Night Cruise in on Twitter. Um, check our, our link tree. Our, our link tree is a cow. So you can A, see my foreskin. And also, I do retweet whenever we do a podcast. I try to retweet Late Night Cruising. Uh, what's it called? It. <laughs> Tweet, tweets that are related to like their actual parties. I'm not retweeting when, when Rick is tweeting like 12 dicks in the bathroom necessarily, but I do. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much, everyone. All right, thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Yes, bye.